This is the Let Love Lead podcast. Hey there, it's Lisa Covert, your host of the Let Love Lead podcast. Now this is the introduction episode, so I'm going to treat it a little bit different than the future episodes. But what we're going to chat about today is how this podcast really all came about, what it's all about, and what you can expect in the future episodes. So you can decide if you want to subscribe now and listen to the future episodes. So let's get started. So first, let's begin with who I am. Okay, I'm a mom. I'm a wife. I'm a creative person. I'm a coach. I'm an educator. I'm a writer. But most of all, I am a person that digs deep, is willing to change, learn, do anything I can, which is going to help me live the most best, happy, wonderful life that I can possibly live. Now, let me tell you where Let Love Lead came from. So Let Love Lead came from my heart. And the reason it came from that is because I had to dig deep, very, very deep, but I lived very angry for a long time. So my angry, negative, whatever you want to kind of describe it. I always felt overwhelmed. I, I always felt stressed out chaos in my life all the time. I never felt like I could catch up. I never felt good enough. I never felt deserving of good things. I was up middle of the night. I'd wake up in sweats and, and worried that my world was crashing down and I couldn't make sense of it in the middle of the night, but you hadn't the next day I could make sense of it and I wasn't so scared. I was just full of fear and I was protecting myself from almost everything in the world. And again, it just leads down to, I was, a, I was very angry and I never really knew why I was so angry until I really started digging deep and you can look back. So, and I'm going to tell you this to number one, being vulnerable and open up. And I want you to, to understand where let love lead comes from. And again, where this podcast comes from, but by opening up, I hope that you, I hope it helps you by me opening up. Cause this is again, right now, even speaking, this is uncomfortable for me to, to say out loud, but that's, again, partially why we're doing this podcast. So I had, I have every reason in the world to be angry, or I did have every reason in the world to be angry. I was molested by my grandfather from ages 10 to 12. I kept it a secret for about 30 years. And when I did speak up, my mom didn't. And at this point still does not believe that it happened. I was married, my high school sweetheart, I married and divorced by the time I was 26 and we were broke. Financial was terrible. My ex married my very good close friend not long after uh, we were divorced. Um, with that came the loss of all my friends from childhood Every, you know, the person, you just, everyone. So there was not a friend I had at 26 years old in where I lived. So completely starting over. Um, 
I moved away to get away from all of that and start over. And it ended up dating someone that was a drug addict. And at the end of the relationship, it got violent. Um, and I've also almost claimed bankruptcy twice in my life. Um, very bad debt. And again, the only reason didn't because of debt consolidation. So again, I have every reason in the world that I could have been very, very angry. Every reason. But it wasn't doing anything good for me, my my spouse, my family, my decisions, my kids. I mean, none of my anger was not doing anything good, especially not for me. I wasn't being the best mom. I wasn't being the best wife. I wasn't being the best anything. And finally, when my mother spoke those words and said that she didn't believe me, it was finally a shift in me and I realized how angry I was and I was waiting for other people to do something to make this pain go away. And I knew at that point that that was not going to happen. So that's when I made the shift and decided I was going from angry to love. So again, letting love lead my life. Now also making this shift from angry to love. Angry was again by not by by me not confronting this trauma and feeling and moving on. Again, I count myself angry, but it I was a ticking time bomb. I, I felt times or anger like when Again, my husband or people would ignore me. Ah, the the anger would come firing up through my chest. It was, it was starting to physically happen. And sometimes I, it wasn't like blacking out, but sometimes again, the anger would take over me so much. It felt as if I wasn't in control of the anger anymore. The anger was in control of me situations would happen and I would always say, see, see, I told you this would happen. It wouldn't work out. I knew it wouldn't work out. I would say things like that all the time. It always felt as if like these people were doing this to me. It, it, it kept me constantly. Like I said, I was so scared and afraid. I was afraid of losing everything. I was afraid of not having things, but yet I'm afraid if I did have things, because, well, then I would lose them. It was a constant fear state. And I did, again, I did not know all these things I were feeling. So I can tell you them now, but when I was actually feeling them, I didn't know what they were. I, it was almost as if I was always waiting for the sky to fall. I kept myself very busy to think very, the least amount in my own head. I mean, I would put myself down in my head so often. I'd look in the mirror and find what the thing was wrong with me. I could have lost 10 pounds. That, that was celebrated for two seconds because I was really looking, well, now you need to do your hair different or, you know, something else. There was always something else on the top of the list where I wasn't good enough. And again, and I always, so being alone was not something that, I enjoyed at all. I, there were times I would have three, four jobs constantly going, going, going. 
And honestly, that was the happiest times in my life is when I was not alone, when I did not have to be stuck with my own thoughts. And I always kept running, running away, running, running to fix things. It was like running from the next, running from, again, the friends, my everything was the same typical thing. If, you know, a job, I would stay with it. But when it came to the point where I felt like there was no resolution, I would go find another one. And I want to explain this. Um, what started my journey of seeing things differently in my life and starting to really notice the anger was when I had my boys. When I first had my first son, you know, you're, if you're a parent at all, you know that if you're living a go, go, go life and you're running from almost yourself and everything and all your pain, when you have children, especially in the beginning, there is no running. It's a very lonely process of having kids, learning, you know, the new things with them, learning how to raise a little person, take them with you everywhere. It's a different process and it's just a different life. So, and I'm saying that I love my boys and I uh, would do anything for them, but being a mom and leaving a legacy for them is not something that gets me out of bed every morning. But what my boys really did for me that was different, and again, which started this journey for me, was that they gave me meaning in life. And by meaning, I mean like they found me significant and different than everyone else. Like they, they gave me reason to get up. They gave me reasons to do where reasons to slow down reasons like, Hey, if I'm going to bash myself in my head, I can think that no one else knows this, but there's these little people that are super perspective, perspective, you know what I mean? <laughs> that, that, I mean, like when my little guy would say something that almost exactly what I was thinking or point out something, um, a flaw that I've been picking on myself about. And I mean, there's no privacy, that kind of stuff. So it brought me meaning that I didn't want history to repeat itself. I didn't know why this happened to me when I was a kid. You know, I always would think why would I was molested, all these kind of things. But all I knew that it gave me meaning to be a good, a good, great person, whatever you want to be for these little humans that I'm raising my kids. And again, that shifted things for me. I, they're not the reason I do this podcast or I'm, or I'm going after the journey of replacing all my anger with love. But yet they are. They started this journey with meaning. And so why I say that is because some people, you know, used to think, well, if you don't have kids, then, you know, it's kind of hard to realize that you're in so much anger. And that is not the case. It's again, they just finally gave me meaning in life. And I think you can find meaning in very different ways. But they just reminded me that I was something special and they wanted me no matter what I looked like, no matter what I smell like some days, no matter what, even if I'm angry, going through something, they think I am significant and they st stay still 
bring meaning to me just based on that. And that is when, again, I noticed, started noticing my anger because I slowed down. But again, they gave me meaning to make this shift or at least to, to check it out and see what I was doing. So, okay. So then, like I said, when my mother announced and said those words that she did not believe me, it devastated me. Not, it just did. I, you know, it's hard to go into major detail about it, but it was, it was almost like something that you look, I'll be happy when, and I always had it in the back of my mind that when they were ready, because again, it wasn't really, it was a secret, but we just didn't talk about it. Um, it was mentioned when I was a child and I, and I got pressure from it and, you know, felt more interrogated and I went, no, no, no. So it kind of got brushed under the rug for 30 years. But then again, I saw the difference of how I would protect my children and raise them and things like that. So that's when it, I finally made the decision to really say something to them about it. And again, when she said those words, I realized I was putting so much pressure on someone else's reactions. And again, that pushed me to realize that this was not something that my parents needed to work through or anything, or no matter what someone said, it was never going to change the pain that I felt until I actually went through the pain and felt, talked about it, thought about it, what was painful for me, what wasn't, all of that. So that is when I made my true shift. So again, I'm saying this to my kids and growing up, um, again, they're one in four. So when I started to feel the, the meaning, you know, that was about four years ago, but then the shift, um, where I actually put myself in counseling, found a counselor that was experienced in what I had the trauma I went through because I was, I mean, when I committed, I said there were no excuses, nothing. I was going to talk about things I didn't want to talk about. And, and I hope you don't, if you mind sharing, I mean, uh, swearing, I don't swear all the time, but sometimes to get the impact, I say to myself, I got, I found a counselor to talk about the shit I didn't want to talk about. And that is truly what happened. You know, the, the embarrassing feelings, the, all of it, the, everything I thought and felt about myself and seeing again, that is what I had to do was to just let it out to a person that was almost experienced with a trauma. Because, you know, I could have talked to my husband and so many people about it, but actually talking to someone that also knew trauma in the way that I went through it, it was absolutely a game changer. Okay, so through the counseling, I realized that I knew more about my husband and my boys than I knew about myself. 
So I mean, like if someone would say, who is Lisa? I would say I am. Mm, and I would, I would jumble. But if you asked who my husband was or who my kids are, I could easily answer that question. So I was putting them and their needs above mine, but yet I was coming empty. So I was giving. And when I didn't get back, even if I didn't ask for it back, nobody knew I wanted something back. That's when this volcano would erupt. So I knew again, to be a better mom, a better everything. It was time to get to know me. And again, I started taking responsibility for me. And again, I committed to changing these angry thoughts to love. And by that, this is where it all came from. It means that I had to find forgiveness and joy, peace, laughter. I had to get rid of the guilt, the worrying, the fear. It was all absolutely crippling me by keeping in that state. Okay, now this is how I explain it. And it's hard for me to... I just, I'm just going to explain it in the best way I can. When I was very angry and suffering, when I was suffering because I did not confront my trauma, I was, I was not living my best life at all. It wasn't living it fully because I was living it through anger. And by living that through anger, I like, this is the way I like to explain it is as if I was, I had like an inner warrior and that inner warrior was protecting me, protecting me from harm. But that also meant I wasn't putting myself in painful, possible painful situations. So, you know, before I could be cheated on, be careful, be careful, check your, make sure this person is treating you well, get angry with them, put them in their place, make sure they know this. You know, like, again, that warrior, there were times where my husband didn't answer the phone and I would go straight to, he's dead or he's cheating on me. He's with somebody else. All these kind of like very quickly. And that warrior inside of me was like my unconscious protecting me. And it's been doing that for years. Where now the person I am, I'm a fighter. And that's what I think if you're listening to you, this, then you are too. A fighter is a person that's going to fight through the shit that you don't want to talk about. So, you know, was it comfortable talking about all this stuff? Is it, um, is it comfortable telling that my mom doesn't believe me about being molested by her father? No, that is no. Do you think that that's like comfortable for me to even talk about? No, but I have to do the sh talk about the shit I don't want to talk about because I don't have to, I want to, because not only does this help me to move forward and understand that that's not who I am. I am not a person that does not label me because I was molested, but it's part of my journey and it makes me stronger and it makes me more of a fighter. So to be to become that fighter doesn't mean I'm angry. The warrior is angry. He's prepared for a fight. The fighter is there and ready if a fight comes. But it's not to death. 
The warrior was prepared and was fighting to death. The fighter fights through the pain and fights through knowing there is good at the end. Fighting through to put the love and replace the way normal thinking. Okay, so instead of saying that phone call when my husband is not able to answer the phone, I don't go that route. I pick up a book, I listen to a song, and before you know it, if he, and again, I, those situations don't even happen anymore because I don't think that way anymore. So that really answers the question of how this podcast really came about and how it was inspired is again, that's how I, I, I have decided to live a life that to let love lead my life. Because I was so angry and now the love and the, the, the difference of letting love lead my life is that bad things really don't happen because I don't think like that. I'm not preparing for the worst. I'm hoping for the best and doing my best and the best is happening. And again, the joy, the sleeps I have, the nights, the, the joys of the simple things sitting on my back deck and looking at the trees or just sitting out there in silence, walking in the grass. I never noticed those things before. Now they're almost like euphoric and they're very simple and I'm putting me first. But this podcast is really for two reasons. It's number one. I never want this journey to stop for me. Never. It is absolutely so important to me and it's been such a blessing that I believe it's it's proven if you teach others you will continue growing and you will also help others because the thought of me helping someone else not live in that warrior protective state and move to happiness and love gosh I mean it gives me chills all over if I can help you to do something like that, if I could just, through my experience, if I can help you, again, that gives my life more meaning and I can't even explain how wonderful that feeling is inside of me. So I'm doing this podcast, not only for you, but for me too. And again, I'm going to get real. I'm going to talk about the shit I don't want to talk about. And that's for you. So you can hear it and for me to hear it. And What this is all about is not only for me to just open up and tell you things and struggles that I went through, but I want to tell you the true stuff, how to get through it. So it's not just the struggles, but it's also some tactful ways for you to get through stuff. The, the number one thing I've learned the most, this has really been easy. I just had to step in. I just had to talk about the shit I didn't want to talk about and to do the simple things. So simple, but I did them. Even if I thought they were silly, if I thought they were stupid, I committed to doing them and I still do. And that's the kind of stuff I want to show you. So I'm not going to show you stuff that you can't do just in the daily while you're, while you're living your life. That's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. That's what's making the lasting change and again, game changer, but so simple. So that's what I'm going to do is I'm going to show you some, again, tactful ways 
of how you can do the same exact thing in your own life. So what to expect? We're kind of going to go with this. Sometimes I'm going to interview people and let you, they're going to tell you their story and how they got through stuff. And sometimes I'm going to tell you my stories. So every week it's going to be impactful, real stories to show you. And so you never, not only show you how to get out of things, but I never want you to feel alone. I'm serious. I never want you to feel alone. There are times that are of struggles, but when you know you're not alone, that's what makes the difference. You know that there's a, a way up. There is always a way up. Always. So you're never alone and there's always a way up. And if you take away that or at all, just that's the thing you take away from my podcast, then I am, you have given me so much meaning, so much meaning. 